Hey everybody, I'm going to try this one more time. This is the third time I'm, I'm trying to do this. Uh, welcome to today's Daily Dose of Awesome. My name is Vitaly Grimm, but I'm your host for today. And I'm having some kind of trouble today with, uh, with the reception. Um, I'm coming to you live from my car. And so, um, I don't know, I had to restart this a couple times because I'm getting cut off. So I apologize about that and hopefully we'll get people jumping back on. But today's topic is nine ways to make your sales copy kick butt and make it better. And so... Um, I see Danielle's watching. Okay, great. So people are popping back. I apologize for those of you that uh, uh, that were on and, and we got cut off. So anyway, so nine ways to make your sales copy better. Yes, Linda, I'm back. And uh, when I'm talking about sales copy, I'm talking about your emails, your your sales letters, your uh, ad copy, your Facebook posts. Anytime you create a marketing message, there are things you can do to make it better. All right. And so I'm going to talk about these these tips, these ways. Some of these are, are building blocks. And so the very first one is you have to know your audience. You have to really understand the pains of your audience. And what I was saying before, right before I got cut off, is um, that I spent 11 years in the network marketing and direct sales business. And out of those 11 years, seven and a half of those years, I was full time. So every day I woke up. Let me try to move this a little bit because I see there's a lot of reflection uh, in my face. Um, so there's a lot of light coming in. Uh, so I spent a le- seven and a half of those years full time. And so every day I woke up and I had to go and I had to go sell, I had to go recruit and I had to go figure out how to make money. Basically, uh, go kill something, drag it back home, feed my family, so to speak. And, uh, so I know exactly what it's like to live with the frustrations and disappointments uh, that go into that business. When you wake up every day and you have to prospect and you have to go on appointments and at the same time recruit people and deal with rejection and bring people to meetings that they don't show up and you recruit somebody then they quit the next day, right? So I went through all that for years and years and years. So I understand those frustrations and I understand this market even though I've been out of that business. I've not been actively doing this for years now. In fact, I've been out of that business longer than I actually have been in that business. But all that experience stayed with me. So um, I know that market, right? And I understand what the people are going through on a daily basis. Um, and, and that's why it makes it a little bit easier for me to make that connection uh, in, in, in my posts, in, in my emails, in my ad copy. Um, you have to understand your market at that level, okay? Um, if you're active in network marketing and direct sales, if you have that experience, that should be easy for you. Um, if you don't have a lot of experience, then what I would encourage you to do is do some research and understand who it is that you're talking to. Understand what their day is like, what what problems they have, what frustrations they have, what goals, dreams, desires, what their life is like, what they're going through on a daily basis, what keeps them tossing and turning at night. When you understand these things, you can connect much better with the person okay so you have to really 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 know your audience so that's tip number one tip number two um, is you have to be in the right state of mind before you sit down and write copy this is so important this is crucial Um, years ago I learned I I heard this from uh, Matt Fury who I learned uh, to write copy from actually emails uh, that if you struggle to write it they will struggle to read it in other words, if you're not in a good state of mind, if you're not, if you, if, if you're uh, frustrated, if you're stressed out, uh, if you're disappointed, if you're just in this negative state when you sit down and you write, even if it's a Facebook post, believe it or not, that energy will come through. At the same time, if you're excited and if you feel good and if you have this emotional high, um, that also will come through. And so you want to be in that state. You want to be mentally physically, emotionally excited when you sit down and write. 
And I understand that, you know, if you're part-time, let's say, in this business, if you still have a full-time job, then you gotta carve out those 30 minutes or an hour a day for your, for, you know, writing your ads, emails, or blog posts, or whatever. Um, or maybe you have a lot of kids at home, and so you gotta carve out that time and close yourself, lock yourself in the closet, or whatever you gotta do. I, believe me, I totally get that. But you gotta do whatever you gotta do to put yourself in that space. Um, noise canceling headphones help uh, going outside for a walk you know doing some exercise get some blood flowing through your body all that helps to get yourself in a, in a better state movement helps you get in a better state so if there's a way that you can start moving and get that blood pumping and get yourself a little bit more ex excited um, before you sit down and write whatever it is that you're writing, um, it'll come out a lot smoother and you'll, it'll be a lot more effective. And you'll have a much easier time writing. Believe me, I've, I've tried lots of different ways to get myself in that state and, and walking, exercise, breathing, you know, doing all that kind of stuff really helps, okay? And we might even do a separate training on that alone because that's such an important uh, part of, of, of the routine. So that's tip number two. Uh, tip number three is before you sit down and write your message, you gotta get very clear on what it is that you want the person to do. So if you're writing, let's say, a Facebook ad, what is it that you want them to do? Do you want them to take, I'll, I'll give you obviously some hints along the way. Uh, you want them to read your ad, right? You want them to click on your ad. You want them to be excited when they're clicking on your ad. You want them to go to the next page. Maybe it's a blog post that you want them to check out and you want them to be excited about and eager to read that blog post. And you want them to actually take action on it afterward, right? You want them to opt in, grab the 10 day recruiting bootcamp or whatever the lead magnet is, right? Maybe you're sending them to a capture page. Well, whatever that process is, that's a journey that you want your prospect to go through from your from the moment they see your ad to the moment they take that final step. Well, not a final step, but kind of the final step in that in that process. You want to think about that final outcome. When you're thinking about that final outcome that you want your audience, that your prospect to take, it makes it a lot easier for you to write the to create the right words, the right message, because you're clear on what you want them to do. But when you don't have clarity in your head on what you want them to do, it becomes much more difficult for you to say the right things because you're kind of going all over the place. You're talking about your story and you're, then you're talking about their pains and frustrations then you're then you're talking maybe a little bit about the benefits and all that's important, but it's not very concise and it's not very clear because you're not clear in your head on what you want them to do. And so the analogy that I like to use is, you know, when you get in your car, you kind of know where you're going before you get in, right? You don't just get in your car and start driving around. Right, unless you're a teenager, because my daughter's 16, her friends pick her up, and uh, I ask her, where are you going? Well, we're just driving around, but you know, that's a teenage thing. Hopefully, you guys are not doing that, <laughs> right? So you want, you, you know, you want to be very clear on what it is that you want them to do before you sit down and write. When you're clear in your head, then it, it, it gives structure to your message. It, may, it helps you create that, that your message a lot smoother and a lot clearer, okay? So that's tip number three. Um, Next is, tip number four is, of course, your headline. You gotta create a great, killer, curiosity-provoking headline. Uh, the, your headline will either make or break your ad. Your subject line in your email will either make or break your email because if you don't, see, your, well, your subject line in your email and your headline in your ad and your title in the video, what that does is it stops them, right? It hooks them in. It either stops them and makes them want to continue reading and seeing what you have, checking it out, or it'll fly right by them and they won't even notice. Ah, it's not for me. 
Okay, and it happens instantaneously. And so you have a very limited amount of real estate that we got one line, one phrase that you got to say something that will stop them and it will hook them in and it will pull them in and make them want to read. And so when you're looking at your ad, sometimes I'll write an ad and I'll come back and do the headline later. Sometimes I'll write the headline immediately. Okay, same thing with email. Sometimes I'll write a subject line and then create an email, but very often I'll go back and I'll change my subject line. Why? Because I'll, by the time I'm done with the email or the ad, I've come up with something better. So look at your headline as the ad for your ad. Your subject line is the ad for your email. The title of your video or your, your Facebook Live is the ad for your Facebook Live. Okay, so what can you say that will make it so curiosity provoking and so appealing and so irresistible that they just have to take a look at your video or read your ad or read your email? And that's how you have to approach your headlines. And when you write your headline, your subject line, your title, then, you know, kind of set it aside, then come back to it and ask yourself, how can I make it better? How can I make it crisper? How can I make it more compelling? And it's a refining process. Nobody creates a great headline or a subject line or a title on their, you know, right out of the gate. I mean, sometimes it happens, but more often than not, you'll write something and then you'll come back and you'll make it better. And it'll be, might be better on the fifth revision or on the 10th or on the 15th. And it's okay to spend, you know, if you're writing a Facebook ad, it's okay to spend 30 minutes or an hour coming up with a headline because that one thing can either make or break your ad. So. So work on your headlines and always keep asking, how can you make it better? So the next tip is, you know, once they, once somebody sees your headline and they decide, okay, I'm going to go ahead and read this, right? And it's a very quick decision. I mean, it's a snap decision. It's, it's instantaneous. Okay. I'm going to read this. What's the next thing they do? They look at your opening, right? So your opening has to be so enticing. Look at it as like an opening scene in the movie. If you're, anytime you go see a great movie, a movie that's a blockbuster hit from Hollywood, it always has a great opening scene. It could be a dramatic opening scene. It could be in the middle of some kind of a story that pulls you in, right? It could be some kind of an event that happened and then it, then, then it, it opens a big loop. Then they take you back in time and it's like, okay, now you wonder what happens next. How did the person arrive at it? You know, so, but there's always some kind of opening scene in the movie, in a great movie. And so your email and your ad has to be the same way. You have to basically open a loop. You have to have an opening that really entices the person and compels them to keep going, okay? Every, whatever you put in there will, again, either make or break your ad because if your opening doesn't immediately grab them and make them want to continue reading, they won't. This is why I'm spending so much time on this. Now, this is, a, again, this could be done in a, you, you, we could do a whole separate training just on, how to create a great opening. But the idea is that open a, open a loop. That's, that's basically the bottom line to what you have to do. It's a NLP term, open a loop, create a cliffhanger, create something that will get them excited to look forward to reading your email or, or, your, or your ad or your blog post, whatever the marketing message is, right? So always thinking about how can I open a loop? How can I say something that is so compelling that will keep them glued to the screen and make them uh, wanna keep going? So a, having a great opening is crucial, okay? And it's something that even when you're done with your ad, I would go back and I would polish that up and I would keep polishing it until your opening is so smooth where it's like, I, I have to find out what happens next, okay? Um, Pedro's asking, what's your suggestion for cold market versus warm market subject lines? 
Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Put, what, what do you mean by cold market or warm market subject lines? Put it in and I'll, I'll come back to that, but I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Thanks, Angelina. Um, so the next uh, point is uh, make sure that your marketing message is on point and relevant. So what do I mean by that? It has to be relevant to what the, to, to your audience. So if you're talking to network marketers, it's okay. we often talk about stories, right? Like you're supposed to tell your personal story and inject your personal personality and your personal story into the um, in, in, you know into the copy. But it has to be relevant to them. So before you talk about your story, you they have to know that this is for them. They have to know. You have to basically call out to your audience. If you're writing in your in your in your headline, let's say for example, something about building a business, that's kind of general. But if you say recruit, recruiting or building a team, enrolling team members, now they know that it's relevant to them because you're talking the language of a network marketer, right? So you have to make sure that your ad, your headline, and every aspect of your ad is relevant and on point, and they have to know that it's for them. Sometimes we get carried away in telling our stories or, or, or trying to get our message across that we forget, and I do that too, you know, you, you forget to make sure that what you have is very relevant to them. So when you go back and you edit and you look for, you look for places in your copy where you can make it sound better, look, make sure that you say things that are relevant. Make sure that you in, inject words in there that are relevant, that they know that they're reading and they should be reading. This is for them. This is like, when, you, when I read an ad and it's a good ad and I'm reading, I'm going inside, this is for me. This is exactly what I want to hear. This, is, this was meant for me. That's the feeling that you want your audience, your prospect to walk away from or walk away with uh, um, in your, after reading your ad. All right, so on point and relevant. Um, next is be crystal clear, <laughs> very crystal clear and short and to the point when you write. So sometimes, and, and this could probably comes from uh, high school, they, they kind of ruin you in high school because they make you write out these essays and say things in a way that that's Maybe it's written correctly, but that's not how people talk. And sales copy, writing in, in, in advertising is very different than writing to impress your high school English teacher because we're writing in the way that people talk. This is conversational writing. This is why we recommend, you may have heard, Matt Baird talked about, about this all the time in the Fast Track group. We recommend using something called a Hemingway app. Okay, Hemingway as an Ernest Hemingway. There's a Hemingway app. Um, I forget what it costs, 20, 30 bucks, but there are free versions online. Basically what it does is it's, it's a re readability score. You can type in Google readability score and you can take your text and put it in one of these tools. I recommend uh, Hemingway app, but there are some free uh, sites out there as well. And it'll grade your copy. It'll grade your copy uh, based on the reading level. And you might be surprised. You might think you have a great piece of copies and great great message, and then you look at it and it's like grade 10 reading level, which means that it's complex. It's hard to understand. You want your sales message to be at a fifth or sixth grade reading level or lower. If it's a third grade, fantastic. That's even better, which sometimes is tough to do. Uh, but I'll give you some, some, some uh, tips on how you can do that. Basically, what you want to do is you want to use short sentences, very conversational, one-word sentences, three-word sentences, short paragraphs. If what you have to say is too long, break it up, try to make two sentences out of it, or at the very least, put a dot, dot, dot somewhere in the middle. And you'll see me do an email of that pretty often, like I'll, I'll use ellipses in the middle of a sentence, break it up. Why? Because I want it to be very easy to read. Not because, we call this sometimes dumbing down, but it's really not dumbing down the copy. See, when people read your copy, they may be a PhD, 
but they're reading it on a, a lot of it on a subconscious level with a very old uh, part of the brain that's reptilian part of the brain and it's it's um, it's it's very primitive okay and so if it's too complex if what you've write if you're, you're writing is too complex their mind is just gonna start kind of you know they're gonna start glazing over the copy and then they're just gonna tune it out because if they have to go back and they have to reread what you wrote to understand what you wrote then your copy is gonna flop your marketing message is not gonna get through but if you say something very um, clearly something that gets right through then they're gonna understand it so you want so when you write your message you you want to go back and you want to look for places where there's friction you want to look you want to go back and look for places where where you can smooth it out and make it sound very clear and very crisp and very very clear basically you want clarity you want the person to be crystal clear on what you're trying to say that that that's the best way really way to describe it and like I said one way to do that is to use Hemingway app and to make sure that um, you need to become more reptilian you don't need to become more reptilian you just need to understand you're writing to the reptilian brain you're writing to a very primitive part of the mind that understands uh, that, that looks for simplicity and so eliminate all complexity out of what you're saying and look for simplicity look for the best words to use the shortest words to use the shortest sentences um, you don't need to make your copy short you just need to say it in a way that's very that, that if you can shorten it if you can if you can use two words instead of five do it okay without without losing the meaning that that's my point all right so the next step is and this is very big and I know we're kind of running out of time now um, build up anticipation okay build up anticipation and uh, Pedro you're um, should you consider changing subject line when speaking with war market or cold market okay great question I'm gonna come back to that in a second um, Pedro so build up anticipation think of it this way if you have kids okay Think about uh, like uh, on Christmas or on birthday, your kids, especially when they when they're little kids, they look for um, they're looking forward to receiving the gifts, and they're asking you, "Can I open the gift now? Can I open the gift now?" You know, like they have this anticipation, and that this is like a natural thing, right, for for us as human beings, especially with kids, and so we all have that, right? But as adults, we try to try to uh, suppress it, but believe me, that anticipation is still there. And so if you can create your message in a way that builds up internal anticipation inside, what that does is they'll be more excited to move forward and look what's on the other, what's on the other end. In other words, they'll look forward to what happens after they click. Then if you don't build up their, that anticipation, I'll give you an example. And, and I've tried to build up anticipation in all aspects of the copy. So, for example, uh, headline. Big headline promise. Uh, discover how to build a team uh, rejection-free. Okay, very basic headline. Okay, that creates a little bit of anticipation, right? Okay, yeah. Let's let's fig let's check out how to do this. Then in the opening, what you want to do is I'm about to share with you the number one secret to building a team, recruiting you know recruiting people, building a team, and 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 creating a huge business um, virtually rejection-free. Just by restating that, I just build up a little bit more anticipation. Okay, then you go into your, you know, into your story or whatever, whatever the the ad copy is, and then you, when you close at the end with a call to action, you create more anticipation by saying that I'm going to reveal this number one secret on in, in this blog post. In fact, I'll you know, I'll share with you the number one secret, and, and and you know, by by painting a picture of what they're going to receive, you're building up anticipation. By by saying that I'm about to share something 
great with you. I'm about to share a secret with you that's going to make your life easier, better. Just before you reveal the secret, it creates that anticipation and it makes the person a lot more receptive and a lot more excited to hear what you have to say. Does that make sense? Because if you just give them the secret without building up that anticipation, they're, they're not going to be as excited. So think about your kids. Think about the, how, how much anticipation your kids have before they open the present. You want to build that childlike anticipation within your prospects. Okay? And so the last thing is um, have an exciting CTA. Have an exciting call to action. Don't just say click here to learn more. No, click here and grab my number one secret. You know, and you can use, and uh, you know, you can get, you can get very creative with you with your calls to action. You could say, um, you know, click here. You could say, cl run to the next page and grab my number one secret. Okay, <laughs> you know, when you say run, I mean that puts them in a, in a completely different state of mind, and it's not probably not something they see in a lot of other ads. And you're not being hypey. You're just kind of, you're just using different language. You're just using different words. So, so. When you're closing your ad, your email, your blog post, whatever action you want them to take, your video, your live, think of a way that you can bring up more enthusiasm and inject more excitement into your call to action. So that, because you've built up anticipation, you got them all excited, you want to close it with a bang. Not like, okay, click here to learn more. Not learn more. Learn more what? Click here and grab my number one secret. Click here and grab the bootcamp that's probably going to change your life. Right? And I know when you're writing, you're not using tonality like, like I am right now. But when you're writing and when you, when you read the copy, when you use that tonality, it's going to help you create the right words and it's going to be a lot more exciting. So hopefully this makes sense to you guys. And so those are all the tips I have for you. Pedro asked me a great question. Do you use the different subject lines with warm versus cold market? And yes, of course, if, if your audience knows you, then you can be a little bit more edgy. You can be a little bit more personal, okay? Because they already know who you are. You're, you're already established certain level of no like and trust with them whereas if this is their first the first email they see from you or if this is an ad and you know obviously you're going to be speaking a little bit differently so yeah it, it would be somewhat different this is why if when, when we send emails to people that have just gotten on our list they're a little bit different than um, if the, the emails that go out to people who are members of the community and basically they're already been indoctrinated into our system and our process and you know they, they, they already speak the language so to speak so all right well thanks guys sorry for a little hiccup at the beginning I had to restart this like three times but uh, so it looks like we're all good now it's great to be on and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time all right take care everybody thanks guys